the first law of Ivanova's hair. Doesn't make any sense. Do the IMDb corner because oh, good grief. Look, do you know what it's like when telepaths make love? You and I being of firm New England stock understand yes. what it means to be emotionally bound up. This might be my adult brain. Look at you being all judgy. Don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. I generally want uh, less Jack the Ripper. I should probably just cut all of this. The dutiful master of horse. Brain, brain, what is brain? Oh, I'm sorry. Suck it, DS9. I'm full of tinier vorlons! Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Don't step to me with Bionic Bigfoot, man. I think I've had enough of you. I shall sail into the west and remain Garibaldi. What's she gonna look like with a chimney on her? Episode 95, Learning Curve, in which two Minbari rangers come to the station and Garibaldi locks horns with Captain Lockley. Coming to you live from the great expanse that is the unmitigated gall of Ambassador Delenn... This is the name of the pod, the Babylon 5 podcast, in which we discuss the ongoing cultural legacy of the 1990 science fiction television program, Babylon 5. My name is John Cassie, and I'm joined, as always, by my dear friend and co-host... Chris Tatro. What's up, Holmes? Well, you know from an intro like that that we're in for a very special episode. Oh, we are in for a very special episode of the name of the pod. Yes. I I texted John last night (laughs) after watching this, and I said, permission to treat the episode as hostile. Uh, And I think think that's going to set the tone. Uh, You know, we, we don't want to be haters here. Yeah. But... um, Permission granted. Yeah, this was... This was... This was not the the best moment of Babylon 5. Right. We've done four and a quarter seasons of this program to sort of be back here in season one. Mm-hmm. Okay. First problem. This is an interstitial episode. Okay. Yep. This is exactly the kind of episode we've talked about in the past that would never have been made if this was a premium, yeah, you, you know, a yeah, prestige, prestige format television yep. show, right? Yep. So it's, it feels like it's being made to fulfill the 22-episode order, mm-hmm. right? It is about virtually nothing, and it features a, uh, you know, a villain, this Trace character, mm. who is drawn right from sort of Babylon 5 central casting. Find me the actor who can overdo a rising crime lord shtick mm-hmm. on this show. Give me the guy who's going to most overdo it. That's the one I want. Yeah. The, right? it, it really, he plays to the worst instincts of the show. Yeah, uh, that's which, right. Which are to really to really overdo it. It, it, it. I would say it's more... Babylon Five Season One Central Casting uh, specifically. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that, 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 that yeah, yeah, that's yeah, more true. Yeah, it's it's just what you know. Yeah, we we've we've talked about how we like sometimes someone will come in and just chomp on the scenery for days. You know, if you give us our your your Wentworths Miller, uh, we will we will watch <laughs> right, that right, right. happily. That's right. Um, or your um, oh, the, the guy down on the on Epsilon Three, Drock. Yeah, Drock. Yeah. Oh, yeah, please. You know, have that any day of the week. But yeah, that's uh, John Shuck. Yes, yes. Right. Who, so, yeah. Yeah. Spent uh, his entire career chewing scenery mm-hmm. and to great effect, right? Yeah, so that that's that is not in and of itself the problem, right? It's that 
these actors who they who they bring in for these kind of roles almost always fall into the shouty mm-hmm. and uh, kind of one note perspective, right? Yeah. Babylon Five as a place of high diplomacy, cultural engagement, gr- great. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with building a parallel storyline about the brown and gray sectors mm-hmm. that that shows you what the station's really like for most of its people. That's what they were trying to do in the last episode yep. with Bo and Mac. There's no problem with that. The problem is the way in which it's being parsed out mm-hmm. feels inauthentic. It's been, what, three years since the vacuum opened in the criminal hierarchy? I mean, if I do my math correctly. And that doesn't make any sense. That they now have someone trying to move in on the place. Yeah. They ought to have done that earlier. Oh, yeah. A war is the perfect time to to move in and start, you know, take take advantage of the the distraction from from the leadership of the station in order to... Yeah, uh, in order to, to to start moving stuff through and shaking people down and everything, they're not paying attention to what's going on down in Brown eighty four. They're you know they're you know fighting against the shadows, right? And as a result yeah. of that, we ought to have had, or we might have had, a narrative through line mm-hmm. that cared about that. We we might have. We didn't yeah. need to, but we might have. Right? Mm-hmm. If you wanted to tell that story. Bring some of the the conversations about labor, okay? Mm-hmm. Bring some of the conversations about um, alternative spiritual communities, right? Mm-hmm. Who's living down there, right? The yeah. people who are taking advantage of Dr. Franklin's free medical clinic. Mm. Um, people who have access to weird technology from beyond the rim, uh, you know, uh, on on and on yeah. and on, right? Yeah, and and we know that JMS cares about these kinds of issues. Yes, um, and yes, it's not it it maybe isn't the story that he wants to tell, you know, in the bigger picture with Babylon Five, but he keeps coming back and sort of and and tapping on it. Um, you know, I know he's not writing The Wire in space, which yeah, that's I would, right. That's I would right. watch any day of the week. Full uh, stop. Yeah, yeah, but. But he just he keeps going back to that well here and there, and every time he does, it's it, as you say, it's inauthentic. Um, yeah, to me, it, it to reminds me. Yeah. me of a there was there was a, a role playing game that I was in uh, oh probably a decade ago at this point where uh, our, my friend John O'Brien and I we had we yes. had a scene together uh, that was a drug deal, and uh, John and I are probably two of the squeakier. Uh, clean yeah, you know, right, people, right. you know, and and some of the other people in that group had some experience with uh, with you know, various recreational substances, and so the two of us interacting, it was like, "Pardon me, sir, might you have any drugs that I could procure?" Why, of course, <laughs> good friend. You know, it, it sounded it sounded like like two guys who'd never. Our conversation was two guys who'd never done a drug deal, doing a drug deal, and right, right. people were just cracking up at it, and and. A lot of times when we get to these kinds of crime or the, the underworld scenes, it's, it reads a lot like that in Babylon 5. Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine that that scene that you and John were in was like the wire by way of an Edwardian 
uh, you know, country yeah. house costume drama. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, there's no way yeah, <laughs> that worked. Yeah. People, you know, that, that's uh, people bring it up to this day as, a, yeah. as whenever, whenever there's something in, in a game, it's like, oh, pardon me, sir. You know, yeah. Might I procure some drugs? I, I like to think I'm from the continent. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's an entirely separate issue, dear, dear listener. Uh, and I noticed that I went with singular there, dear listener, because at this point, everyone, everyone else, else has turned off. Has yeah. turned off, right. Yeah. Um, look, okay, so to your point, Chris, yeah. he's not trying to make the wire in space. Fine. I would also watch the hell out of that show mm-hmm. if someone were to make it, right? But if you're not, if you're not going to do that, then why do we keep coming back to this kind of episode? Yeah. As though this is the first time we've had this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is at least five or six episodes of this kind of an approach where we sort of objectify the brown and, and gray sectors as, uh, uh, you know, an, an, an underworld. Yeah. Okay. And we don't really interact much with the people who, like the woman who... Who, who, who sort of sets up Zach? Who sets it up? Yeah, right. Who sets Zach up? Uh, you know, much better to maybe see some of this from, you know, from her perspective. Yeah. Um, and you know, in some respects, the whole thing feels like it's just one contrived set piece, because Trace is really only there to get. An opportunity to beat up and then get beaten up by mm-hmm. a couple of Mimbari cadets who are there to learn a very valuable lesson. I, I'm I'm working to figure out what that lesson is still. I yeah I yeah I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not sure that 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 yeah. is even clear to me. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. But here's here's my theory, and I looked around. I looked on the. B5 wiki and I looked on uh, Lurker's mm-hmm. Guide mm-hmm. and there was nothing on either of those I, you know and I certainly don't have the the professionalism to do any actual level of research for this show but I feel like he was creating these and setting up these characters for a spin-off after season 5 wrapped Oh uh, okay it it felt like oh here's these two new people and uh, unlike last episode where we had Bo and Mac interacting you know they they it was it was they were there to 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 see the main characters through their lens um, yeah yeah in this it was really about who are they and setting them up and like oh it, it, they, they practically left with well we're gonna have to keep an eye on these two they're gonna have very exciting adventures um and i did notice that one of them i think it was uh Tenier, actually does show up in Legend of the Rangers, but that's many years down the road. Uh-huh, yeah, uh, right, right. So I have to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking that we're in season five, JMS knows this is definitely going to be the last one. That's and right. And he's, he's laying some groundwork for where we're going to go after this. Um, and it, it just really felt like a backdoor pilot in, in a, lot of, a lot of really forced ways. That's interesting. I hadn't really thought about it like that, but that's pretty persuasive to me. That's the only way I can justify having this episode in this season where 
the plate's kind of full, at least of things that, that they've discussed they're going to deal with in season five. Right. right. We still, I don't think, we get a little more of Captain Lockley in this one, but we still haven't really unpacked her. We need to get to know her. We're promised a telepath war. <laughs> Sheridan can't say three words without mentioning that there's a there's a war between yeah. the telepaths and the mundanes coming. Yeah, um, yeah, right, right. You know, we had the Drock last season, who sure felt like they were being set up, and or, or, at, by a larger extension, various, uh, various shadow, kind of lieutenants who were left. Yeah, uh, right. You know, in the galaxy, got to clean some of them up. Um, right. You know, there's, there's Delenn and uh, and Lanier. We know there's a storyline there that's going to happen. Right. And so we're we're basically, I'm going to say wasting, one yeah. of our 22 episodes, uh, you know, on on these two chumps. Yeah. And yeah. why? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. We're using precious minutes. Yeah. Right. And your point that maybe it's a backdoor pilot. Interesting. I would not have. I would not have thought about that. Mm. Uh, I mean, the characters are certainly engaging enough. Um, I like. Yeah. I like Mimbari content, mm-hmm. so I would have been perfectly happy to stay in that monastery. Yeah, and, and, and the, the and, problem was I don't think it told us much new about the Mimbari that we didn't already know. That's right. I mean, it's back um, to the problem. Yeah. Right? You've got, you, to your point, you've got, uh, you know, Drak, and you've got uh, other lieutenants of the shadows, and you've got uh, a telepath war that we have been promised, and... Earth is only weeks away from being sort of politically reintegrated, which means everything mm-hmm. is still up in the air. Yeah. And your instinct leads you to tell this story. I yeah. am I am at a loss. Yeah, I, I just I can't imagine that it was, oh, I don't have enough story to fill out a twenty two episode order, so I have to put in this filler. Um, it, it's, it had to be there for a reason. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll actually do some research before this episode goes up and I'll, I'll well, if I find anything, I'll put it in the show notes. You know what, may, may, and you know, maybe because again, we're doing a pure rewatch as though mm-hmm. we had come to this the very first time. Now, mind you, I've only watched season five one previous time and don't have as strong a through line thread as I do of say the first three seasons, mm-hmm. which I've watched many times, but Maybe there's something that's going to come from this. Uh, maybe there's maybe. something about the Anla Shock that we're supposed to take away or learn from this mm-hmm. um, that is going to be referenced or paid back. Uh, m- maybe, right? Yeah. Um, but as it was, the the A story, which is clearly this story, mm-hmm. why is the A story involving characters who aren't our mains? Again, two in a row. Two in a row, and yeah. and we liked, we liked the view from the peanut gallery, yeah. But two in a row is a misstep in 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 this season. Yeah. You know? Well, look, I mean, look, the, the 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 ultimate problem is that this episode is following a number of unsatisfactory. Um. Uh, um, uh, lessons mm-hmm. from previous Babylon Five, yeah, right. And the last episode is enacting a number of 
tropes and themes from other episodes of television, other programs that we've watched that we really liked. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it's to your point, even on TV tropes, it's got its own. Uh, yeah, it's got its own thing. Um, you know, the, the lower decks episodes. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How much, though, do you how much do you think that a lot of this is kind of a like a what's the expression like a postpartum depression thing that or it's it's the the letdown or let's say maybe post-millennial depression. You know, it's the letdown after the big event where where everything's really built up you know we had the shadow war we had the earth civil war everything was really was really tight and really driving if if these weren't following that where the pace was really relentless and it was just outstanding week after week would we would we be as unhappy with these these past you know four or five episodes that we've had so far this season i suspect I suspect we'd wonder where it's going mm-hmm. or why. I don't think this episode would land. Mm. But I don't think we would be like, let's yeah. go. Come on. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we we're, we got used to the accelerated pace. We want to keep that up. Right. But, right. but maybe it's unsustainable in the long run. I well, don't know. It's probably unsustainable if you're writing everything yourself. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, um, I, I think I'm just most frustrated that uh, of wasting Turhan Bay in this oh, episode. Oh, God bless, you know? right? Yeah. He was so good. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he he looks good as a Mimbari. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's just, yeah, we need, uh, we need more. Yeah. Uh, you know, from him. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris, in the pre-show, right, I, I, I'd offered a kind of thesis on what what I'm struggling with a bit this season. Mm-hmm. And I'll offer it now sort of to the general, you know, to the listeners. And so we can kind of riff on it a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So, folks, you know that, that while Chris and I have been doing this show, you know, we, we have other things in our media diet. We've been watching other things. One of the things that Chris and I both finished... Uh, in the last four months or so, was a rewatch of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I hadn't watched it for maybe 10 years. Same. And so rewatch, there's a lot of great stuff in that show. Hardly perfect. Um, Even in its later seasons, they make a lot of decisions like this one that I, you know, like this episode that I'm not sure I would do. Uh, There's a fair amount of sort of character building quasi filler in season seven because mm-hmm. of the fact that they replaced Jedzia with Ed- Ezri Dax. Bop, bop, bop. Okay. After finishing DS9 and watching a bunch of other stuff, I made the decision to watch Caretaker, uh, the um, first episode of Voyager, and I thought, mm-hmm. all right, it's fine. I like Kate Mulgrew's Janeway. The rest of the crew, whatevs, right? But I like her. And I was halfway through episode two of season one, and I was like, oh, right, this is everything that drives me crazy about this show. Done. Done. Stop. And I was riffing on that with my partner, and he said, well, you ought to rewatch Enterprise. And I said, good grief. No, I'm not going to do that. Well, about a week and a half ago, because I can't watch the shows I wish to watch because we watch them together. Right. I made the decision to start rewatching Enterprise. Mm. Okay. And you know what? 
it doesn't deserve that. Okay. But here's the problem. I'm about 10 episodes into season one. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just fine. You have with you have the entire legacy of the Star Trek universe to play with. And this is what you're doing? DS9 is ambitious and then ridiculously ambitious. Mm-hmm. Seasons one through four of Babylon 5 are ridiculously ambitious. Season five of Babylon 5 is reading a lot like Enterprise. Yeah. You have all of this legacy, and this is what you're doing with it? Why make it? Enterprise is just fine, mm-hmm. but it's not about anything. It's just meh. And this this season has been kind of meh up until now, and now I'm like, and I'm done. Mm. Start bringing me something worth watching, or I'm going to get... I'm, I'm, ugh. Yeah. Right? No, no, I Stop hear you. Stop making characters who are impossible to like Byron in, 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 and making them sort of integral to what we're trying to accomplish. It's not, it's not helpful. It's, it's... Did you see Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I thought Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was one of the best supers movies ever made because it understands who that team is and it gives us a movie that fully embraces and loves on what that team is about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, totally average. I am not interested in watching that crew be pissy with each other. Yeah. That's not what they're there for. Okay? This show is not here for me to learn yet again a surface reading of the crime situation on the show you decided four seasons ago to not drill down and to give us that as a constant window so stop going back to the well and and you know there are other problems with this episode it's not just that um what 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 is gained by not telling the audience what Elizabeth Lockley was doing in the war. Why is it being strung I, out? I can only assume the intent is to create some sort of suspense or intrigue into the character. But I don't I, I particularly... Suppose so. She doesn't come off as an intrigue character otherwise you know she's she's very no you know, no above board straightforward you know straight shooter by the book yeah yeah that's why and i like this her whole dancing around right you know i guess it's so that we don't know if we can really trust her and to set up some of the antagonism between her and garibaldi uh which yeah. i don't really yeah, find all that interesting 
And, and they even call it out. They even lampshade it in this episode. We've done the dance of Garibaldi not trusting the new commanding officer. Uh, we don't need right. to go back right. to that. Uh, you know, maybe they, maybe they fear that if they don't have that, then what's Garibaldi going to do in you know for the season? You know, is is that his major role or his major notes is is to to sort of sniff out what Lockley was actually doing during the war? You you would think that that this is the 12th century and that Captain Lockley was uh, nominally serving England, but in fact she was fighting for the Khmer Empire, right? And it takes 12 years for information from yeah. from yeah. Cambodia to reach... I mean, give me a break. How, how Everyone tough? has to know. How yeah. hard can it be to figure it out? Yeah. We know what ship she was on, presumably. Ship she was in command of. It shouldn't be some deep, dark, stark secret. No. Because no. information is not scarce. Right. And and the fact that Sheridan trusts her, the president trusts her, Garibaldi should take that cue from his boss. You know, right. He, he keeps saying, "I don't, I don't report to you. You're not my boss. You're not my, you're not my mom." Uh, right. Yeah, but, right. But Sheridan right. is his mom, you know, and Sheridan says, right. hey, you know, she's cool. Let it go. Garibaldi right. needs to let it go. Right. Right. He ought to have learned at least that much. Hmm. I would hope, but. But he has not. No. Um, and so we get this browbeating. Mm. Look, and, and the problem is both characters make a compelling point. Mm -hmm. The problem with what we're watching is without knowing what she did, we have no basis to evaluate the claims made by either character. Mm -hmm. And so they stay in this kind of amorphous, suspended, Schrodinger's mm -hmm. traitor kind of scenario Yeah, until... We know what she did. It will collapse the wave equation. Yeah. And then we can evaluate it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we as audience members have been taught trust Sheridan's judgment. And Michael Garibaldi's judgment is often wildly uh, off base. So yeah. on some level, if Sheridan doesn't think whatever she did, he knows... Mm -hmm. If he doesn't think it matters, why should we? And the moment we don't care, we don't care about the whole conversation. Right. Which is being pitched to us as, you know, brr. Yeah. I, I mean, right? I, I, I liked her point about, you know, I, I don't think the military should be should be the ones dictating policy. You know, that, that, right. that you know, I swore an oath and I stood by that. Okay, you know, she had she had legitimate reasons for what she did. It sounds like she was... You know, she says straight up, I, you know, that she was not, she didn't, she didn't go over to Sheridan's side. Uh, right. You know, so either she fought against or she withdrew. Uh, right. You know, and, and stood down in some way. Um, but even if she fought, I mean, yeah, even if she fought against, so what? If she fought against Sheridan's forces, I don't, I just don't see... I don't see at the end of the day, you know, her, her reasons were not loyalty to Clark. 
her reasons were internally valid and and I and I think perfectly externally valid as well. The, well, uh, yeah, I mean, look, again, I, I think you're totally right. And I never get tired part, of hearing you say that, though. Uh, yeah. Doesn't how feel dare good, the, does it? How dare this episode <laughs> make me have to say that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, but no, you know, all, all, all kidding aside, you're mm-hmm. completely right. And we're... We're left without knowing what to make of any of it. Okay? Right. So she says, right, I'm a soldier. I have a very limited vocabulary. I really only understand three words, loyalty, duty, honor. And if I were to act other than I did, one of those words fails. And once it fails, the whole thing fails. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I can understand I, that. I, yeah. I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, right? In order to be who I am, I have to be able to fulfill all three words. Yep. And any decision other than the one I made, which we won't, which we don't know, mm-hmm. and that's why it's maddening. Yep. If I were to do. Anything other than what I did, in my judgment, one of those three words fails, mm-hmm. and therefore my whole, everything that I stand for is undone. Mm-hmm. Great. So what did you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it not telling us is going is is maddening. It's it's disappointing. Right. It's yeah. it only exists to, you know, it's like the problem that 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 I and a lot of people had with Lost. That okay, you know. If if only these people would talk to each other, oh, yeah. you know, problems would be resolved. People were refusing to engage simply yeah. to simply to draw out the plot, and that's what I'm afraid yeah. we've got here too. Yeah, there was a little uh, bit of that, wasn't there? Yeah, but I, right? but I, I want to. I think we should. I think we should put a put a flag or put a pin in that loyalty, duty, honor. Her her pitch about that, and I think that's I think that's as much as we've gotten in terms of defining her character. It certainly, yes. I think it sums up very well what we've seen of her so far. And I want to keep that in mind as we go through the rest of the season and kind of evaluate her actions through that lens. I think that's fair. I think that's worth taking a look at. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it, will, will her behavior be consistent with that, with that, uh, that principle, those principles? Yeah, right, right. I think that's I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um okay, now uh I want to raise one other thing. Um the floor is yours. Gentle listeners, I'm, I'm sorry that this is just sort of piling on. Um what did you say, Chris? I said the floor is yours. Oh, the floor is mine. Oh, yes. how nice. I have now reached the limit of the anti-Pakmara racism that I will put up with from this show. Oh, they eat carrion. Oh, they're so weird. Oh, they smell funny. Enough. Yeah, it it was it was very worrying that it's and also I think telling and, and, and intentional that it's coming from 
these two leaders of of the the rangers yeah the uh, from these two minbari who were supposedly these enlightened you know listen don't listen to the words listen to the thoughts listen to the meanings you know they're right. they're more you know these are jedi masters they're supposedly more spiritually elevated and they're still they're still just talking trash about the Pakmara and see them as, you know, not having value and, and, you know, just have a real hard time. And, and Delenn calls them out on it, which is, which is good. I mean, no, back that up. She doesn't call them out on it, but she nudges them on it. Right. You know, there's right. no, there's no direct confrontation about, Hey, that's, you know, that's nonsense. You need to knock that off. That's not, right. that's not what the Alliance is about. Um, so, but yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, they've 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 set them up as being kind of the 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 butt of too many jokes. Yeah, and you know, I'm really hoping I'm hoping we that we get some sort of comeuppance before the season is out, where you know, where the the Pakmara forces come in and and save the day in some way, shape, or form. But yeah. uh, I'm not holding my breath on that one. Yeah, I mean, look, my. My patience with this kind of storytelling mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, has long passed, and this is just the kind of lowest, lowest common denominator. Uh, I mean, look, th- th- this is a, uh, uh, you know, this is a breakfast at Tiffany's, yes. Except instead of it being, you know, your Chinese landlord, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, it's an alien. Right, right, but, but I don't the, think Breakfast at Tiffany's was trying to was was lampshading the racism of Mickey Rooney's character. I think it was, whereas this is, and this feels more like sort of after school special to me. Okay, um, that it's it's deliberately pointing out the racism of these two. Yeah, in some yeah. way, you know, and and you know, it's very mid nineties. You know, we're gonna we're gonna teach and deliver a lesson by pointing out how how horrible racism is but really only dealing with the very surface levels of that and not yeah. no, not in, not going down into the institutional you know depths of it but but yeah it's it's it feels it definitely feels wrong to 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 it felt wrong to me watching this 20 years after it was made and very ham-handed and very yeah just very over the top yeah, it's like why are you why are you pushing it this far? Why is this conference instead of just like one comment, and then Delenn comes in with, with kind of a response? It's just let to go on for so long. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> now the last thing we got to talk about, yeah, is the breathtaking, unmitigated gall of Delenn, yeah, to be hacked off because. Sheridan was secret keeping. I mean, uh, you I, you have got the stones of brass, my dear. I, Come on. I was I was disappointed I was in this episode <laughs> until that bit, and then I was enraged. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like you cannot Yeah. yeah. Oh look, oh. your whole point is that you don't tell what you should tell. Yeah. Oh, I won't tell you that Anna may still be alive. You know, right. Oh, I won't tell you that I started the war. Right. <laughs> right. For the right. love of oh, for the love right. of Valen. for the love of Kosh. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Right. You are, you are, uh, 
you're, you're like laughably duplicitous, right? Yeah. And yeah, I thought that was that was funny. Yeah. Right. I mean, enraging, but you know, mm-hmm. so funny. You know, the the degree to which Delenn does not understand herself mm-hmm. is, uh, you, you know, you, you keep getting. Uh, more and more interest out of that deposit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Jacquard and Londo have really, really changed. Yeah. Delenn. Nope. Delenn was physically transformed. Mm-hmm. But change, no. not as much as those two. No. You know, and definitely. not in this fundamental way, not in the least. Yeah. And yeah. And again, we don't know what Sheridan told her. That's right. That's which right. is which is another frustration. You know yeah, why, why? Why is that why being is this left being out? Written this way. You know, right. I, you know. Of course, I looked it up. I was like, I, you know, I'm not going to wait until you know three episodes from now when they tell me right. what's what's right. the deal right. here. And and even that isn't something she should be mad about. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Come on. Come on. All right. Well, folks, we hope that this is the the last rantathon that you get out of us. Yeah. Um. You know, but we are. We are five episodes of a 22-episode run in, and there's a lot on the plate, we think, mm-hmm. and we're looking forward to to seeing it be delivered and to get back to some of that classic season three and season four, um, you know, content. So Yeah, yeah well, we get, uh, we get some Bester uh, content next week, so that's always a good sign. That's a good thing. However, the IMDb rating for the next week's episode is even lower than this one. So, well, I don't know. You know, we'll see. I mean, yeah. we often don't agree with the IMDb. Oh, definitely not. Crew. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, so folks, you know what to do. Mm. Give us your comments. If we're wrong about this, let us know. Point out what we got wrong. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Okay, bye.